You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Uh, just, uh, just from disclosure here, that Sid Talk is doing this podcast with no pants on. How would anyone know that if you hadn't said that? Well, I just said I'm disclosing what's going on. Just in, <laughs> so if you're in case you get all hot and bothered, and if uh, you have a sensitive disposition, you can tune out now because there's no pants going. You think they're so sensitive they'll be able to hear that I don't have pants on? Yes, Fair maybe. Enough. And you might get overexcited and start heavy breathing at well, the sight of my sexy For some reason, legs. Your, your face is bright red. I know, I told you I'm hot, man. And uh, you, you were saying, it's so hot in here. But yeah, it's, hot. it's not. So maybe you've got a fever. <sighs> I don't have a fever. Just hot. So um, what's the, what's the um, pre-show discussion about from you being hot? Bread? I made some delicious bread stuff. I, I don't Will you be eating it during the podcast so we possibly? can listen, listen to it? You won't be hearing it, trust me. I'm good at the silent eating. It's just there to remind me how talented, I, I, how talented I am. Oh, no. <laughs> don't eat it on the microphone, though. That's just, don't do it. It's disgusting. Pre-show discussion, I'll talk loud. Really, seriously, stop it. If I heard that on my headphones, I would come to your house and <laughs> strangle you. I'm not eating it disgustingly. Doesn't matter. I'm. It's quite, I'm very, it's quite good. Yes, I'm very anti-chewing sounds. It makes me want to rip out my inner ear if I hear someone chewing. So, but yeah. Oh, now I can hear you chewing. So get over it very quickly. <laughs> we didn't really have much of a pre-show discussion. I was in the kitchen mm, putting together well. the stuff, getting the bread out of the oven, making some dinner stuff pre-show. You told me some stuff about this movie. I took off my pants. I think we're up to speed. Alright, so, um, mm, good. Thank you. I've finished it now. Thank so you. it's um, Sunday, April the 3rd. Happy April Fool's Day. <laughs> um, just gone. I hate that it. is a good joke. I actually hate April Fool's Day, just let me say that. Right? I think. Because? All the websites and TV shows and everything that make April Fool's jokes. It's just so lame because you're expecting it anyway on that day. You, you can't fool anybody. Do you have no sense of humor? Is that your problem? I do, but what the jokes are not funny. You what do have you? no sense of humor. Like, what was the joke? That the, <laughs> what was the jokes? What was the jokes I saw this time? Just stupid jokes like fake video game releases on video games. Like, oh yeah, there's going to be a new this, and it's yeah, like yeah. just made up bullshit. You know, like just stuff like that. It's just yeah. ah. So the heart of it is you're kind of gullible. No, I told you I don't fall for any of it because oh, like, right. on that day, everything I read I assume is a joke, right? And it generally is because. You know, some websites replace their entire website with, like, a joke version of their site. But, you know, mm. in about five seconds, you, you figure it out and you're like, oh, well. So, uh, and YouTube made all the videos look old-timey, um, like silent movies with no dialogue. So you couldn't hear the people speaking, which was great. Mm. Not. So, so we've established you have no sense of humor and I have no pants. So it's Sunday, April the 3rd, 2011. This is after the show number 166, the podcast where we review a movie every week. And, and discuss other things. Correct. Like pants and humour and bread. <laughs> so um, the movie, or the two, it's a double bill this week. The two movies we're looking at this week is the 1982 movie, Tron, and the, ni- uh, two- <laughs> the 1900 movie... <laughs> No, the 2010 movie, Tron Legacy, the sequel. Um, This is a... I just have to explain this. Tron 
on Blu-ray and DVD. It comes out this Tuesday, the 5th of April. It's on Blu-ray and DVD, but it's on several different... I've never seen so many different sets. The set we're looking at is called the two-movie collection Blu-ray 3D, Blu-ray 2D, DVD, and digital copy. There's also just the standard Blu-ray with a digital copy and a DVD. There's also the 3D movie. There's also the DVD. And there's also a collector's edition that comes in a disc, like a Tron disc that lights up. Um, so we're watched, we, we looked at the two-movie collection, which is five discs. Um, and the five discs being 3D version of the movie on Blu-ray, 2D version of the movie on Blu-ray, the original Tron on Blu-ray, the DVD version of Tron Legacy, and the digital copy of Tron Legacy. Unfortunately, no digital copy of the original Tron, no DVD of the original Tron. But hey, five discs. So um, this is from our friends at Disney. And FYI, oh, that's really boring. Well, the <laughs> For people, someone like me. <laughs> people out there are going True. to um, possibly buy this and want to know all that. That's yeah. the reason. So. I'm we just don't, saying, we don't you're care. not boring. We don't care about um, what you think oh, uh, or whether you are bored. <laughs> Clearly. So, uh, so okay, so uh, yeah, we're gonna re- we watch both movies back to back and the extras, and you're gonna tell us what these two movies are about. I think I shouldn't because you're in love with Tron. I think you should do this one. I really do because you have a very Brief, strong. Briefly, bond. one line. Um, Tron and Tron Legacy. Well, obviously, Tron Legacy is the sequel. Original Tron. The, uh, is this a short version? <laughs> I'm just going one line. Are okay. you bored already? Uh-huh. Um, one line. A man's journey into a computer. Okay. It's a bit dry for what it is, but I think that sums it up. In 1982. Yeah. <laughs> and Before then, computers. Were... And then, see, it's hard to sum up things in one line. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, um, yeah, that's what it is. Um, I mean, it's more complicated than that, but sure. that's what it is in a nutshell. So, uh, Tron. Let's let's first talk about original Tron, nineteen eighty two. I saw it in nineteen eighty two on the cinema. Did you? I did not. Um, always had a soft spot for it. Uh, I've not seen it oh, over the years. There's been big periods of time where I didn't see it at all. You know, I did see it recently, like a couple of years ago, a year ago maybe. This is the first time I've seen it. You know, in, on big screen for a long time. Like, um, I, I, I put together as a set these two movies. It even works better the original Tron. Absolutely. Like, they really, not. I don't want to talk about the legacy, the sequel yet, but they did it justice. Like, they really kept to it. Like, you know, kept. I mean, obviously, it's a different movie, but um, original Tron. Yes, the special effects and everything don't hold up to today's standards, but they do have a really unique... They they always have had a unique look. In fact, nothing's nothing along all those years copied it. Nothing no, tried no. to be like it. It's very unique. You know, you, could, you can show me a screenshot and you'll say Tron. You won't say any other movie. It's obvious it's Tron, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like how it looks a lot, but being older now... And having a perspective on technology from all these years, from 1982, you know, in 1982, I said to you, people 
the computers existed, but they were mainframes that took up three rooms, huge big computers. Nobody really had computers in their homes. If they did, it was like for vid- some video gaming one. You know, it was the start, you know, dot matrix printers, all that kind of stuff. People were kind of scared of computers, like movies like War Games came out, you know. It was um, a weird time like that where people thought computers were going to get cleverer than us and then take over the world. Hmm. Um, Good prediction. <laughs> you, some could say computers are cleverer than us now. I mean, I, I mean, yes, we program them and stuff, but... It's definitely a massive waste of our time a lot, but it um, doesn't... They haven't outthought us yet. Well, yeah, this weird 1982 time, you know, this movie's super ahead of its time. In fact... That's the absolute biggest thing of it of all. In fact, watching it now, the original Tron, and I know people know more about computers, but I'm just thinking of like an average mainstream person. I think they would be lost on it. You have to be geeky to to get it. Like, Even to, the simplest thing, like the one dude's name is Ram. Now, yeah. A person who doesn't give a crap about computers won't even get that that is an actual computer term. And back then, that was a super geeky thing. Yeah. Because nobody like... even knew the parts of a computer back then. So, yeah, it's it's so ahead of its time. It's like, I, I would liken it to like, you know, like uh, 2001, Stanley Kubrick. That's a completely ahead of its time movie for its time. Because like... You space special effects. Not seen anything like it. What it, the, it wasn't just a space movie. It was dealing with like the actual idea of it is bigger than a space movie. I mean, it was mm-hmm. way ahead. And even now you can watch it and you're slightly boggled by it because it's oh, like... you make me want to watch it. You know, but now, even now, it's, you watch it and you're like, whoa, this what is What the like, hell was that? <laughs> you know, yeah, this is... this. It's, there's only a few movies that are unique like that and I think Tron's one of them, you know. And amazing, it came from Disney, you know. It's, it's a Disney movie, like... It, um, at the time, like, when that came out, you know, and Disney, they, they weren't visionaries or anything. Maybe in the animation world, you know, there was uh, they did Snow White and all that kind of stuff. But this was so out of Disney's realm. Um, I know it has animation in it, but it must have been a bit of a mind-blowing thing. It was for me as a kid, but I, I just liked anything. As a kid, I liked any space, sci-fi, that kind of stuff. And even though Tron's not really sci-fi, or well... I mean, not space adventure or anything. It comes across as a space adventure. Inside the computer's like being in another world, right? Yeah. Like totally in totally sci-fi. That's immediately what I think. That's what I, 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 I misspoke. Um, what, I'm, what I'm saying is um, it's not space adventure. But when they're in the computer, it feels like you're in a space adventure. And it's adventure. not futuristic either. Because it's all it's na- it's then and it's now. But There's no the futuristic. inside of a computer then was futuristic. Now, you know, we all know what the inside of a computer looks like. Um, With people and... <laughs> Mountains. Well, and... It'd be cool if it was. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, original Tron still ho- still stands up. I think obviously it's slightly dated, um, technically, but the story and the way the story, the way they wrote the new movie to link into it all, actually enhances the old movie. I oh, think. totally. You know, by keep by keeping the characters and not just straight up like slicing that one off and starting a new one. It's it's sure. it's a a, le- a legacy, like you know. So what do you think of the original Tron? Well, the first time I ever saw it was about a year ago, and I fell asleep. So I had, hadn't had much sleep, so I just fell asleep, and if he was watching it. And I can honestly say, while we're watching this one, I start, we started, and I thought, well, was I bored? Was I interested? Was it, was it the, I'm worried that I'm not going to like it. I think in the first five minutes, 
I was like mesmerized because they get straight in there. I mean, I had some memory of it. Movie. It's not just that. I mean, they got straight into the the concept of it all. You know, like there's a bad guy, and then the computer's wanting to take over itself. And you really have to take a leap with it, don't you? As well. Yes, quickly because one of my and. But I disagree with you about it being a little bit dated and special effects aren't great. You know what? I'm sick of people saying that shit. It's from 1982. Get over it. It's not now. In 20 years, we'll look at Avatar and at this Tron, maybe, and go, mm-hmm. oh, that was 20 years old. Well, don't do that. It is what it is. And I think it looks awesome, to be no, honest. No, I'm like, not doing that. I, what I'm saying is people will look at it and say that, especially people who are not like me grew up with it. I mean, I watched it. I'm not sure that they would, because why are I they comparing it? I think they'd watch it and go, what the hell? What's going on here? Like, but guys, why would you but, compare it, though? Guys are, there's and, nothing like it. It's a black light, and guys wearing white suits. Like it's. Odd. Yeah, but it's just, there's nothing like it, so don't think so. I think unless you plant that in their minds. But looking at it, it wasn't just, to me... It's got that 70s vibe. It's one from 82, right? So you got a little bit of 70s vibe because they have this section where they're going up in the laser thing, you know, and you're like, oh my God, laser. It took like a whole freaking warehouse to make a laser. And now you hear people talking about making the laser at home, you know, weird shit like that. So it had that kind of slow. I thought when she was taking him up and they're climbing upstairs and climbing upstairs and climbing upstairs, I'm like, this is so 70s to me because they're very methodical in the 70s and like really paced out a certain way and a certain sort of melodrama going on with the acting but conceptually how that guy came to write it and come up with it and like i think he knew he had to wait 20 or 30 years for it to resonate with people because that's all i was thinking of the whole time was like this guy was like thinking about building a network with computers and then somehow that network having a, a whole world of its own and then taking over the world, or there's going to be some element of you know evil that can be done. All that kind of stuff. I just I was thinking. Do you know about one that thing I never and I watched. I've I bet I've seen this film twenty times in my life. Right, you know, it always used to be on TV, and I always used to watch it because I, I loved anything like that. So back in the day, I never. Today was the first day of watching it all that I understood when that scientist explains the laser, how it can break down the particles, keep them Suspend in the laser, them and, and right. then let them come back again. Like, I, I never got that. Like, I, I be- Well, what do you always think? I, I didn't really think anything. I just thought it was like, the laser hits the chair, and then um, he goes into the computer. I, I thought it like that, you know? I thought of it like that. It didn't hit the chair. Do you mean it... Hit him when he's at... Right, scans him. Yeah, yeah. See, that's one thing I got pretty much immediately. Yeah, but I mean, as a kid, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, as a kid, it was just, it was more... Science fiction. That's how he gets into the computer. But today, I, I listened to the, what the guy was saying. I guess a, as a kid... See, like even a, then, he, the guy who wrote it and directed it wanted to make it based in some kind of even yeah, quantum even physics kind of reality. Even yeah, though, yeah. yeah, it is a fantasy. But I mean, they're working on trying to transmit I really like... Our data. This is one thing that... Um, the fact that he almost... I mean... He talks about computer... I mean, he has an adventure going on inside a computer back in 1982 that he wrote. And like today, you know, a lot of that stuff is really relevant, right? Really relevant. Oh, totally. And I love the way that in the second movie he got the son, to, the son saying to Jeff Bridges, 
Jeff Bridges is like, what kind of stuff's good now? Like, and he says Wi-Fi, and then he he says, oh, I would, I thought of that back in, you know. Yeah, this, I thought like, of that this ties to like because this director twenty what twenty eight years ago mm. was writing a story about computers that none of us knew anything about. None of us, like, only scientists knew about computers. In a way that made that, the computer network. Yeah. Taking over, because the computer in the original wants to hack it itself. It's been hacking into other computers. It wants to hack into the Pentagon. It wants to hack into the Chinese government. It wants to hack into... Yeah. Now, that's, that's like internet shit. So, now if a kid watched it, you wouldn't even think twice no. about it at all. Be like, well, yeah, I can watch websites and YouTube videos from people all over the world, and what's the big deal? But then... It would have been like, oh my god, you can you can actually connect with someone in China, the, or, you know what I mean? Like and that the idea was... of like users and programs and all that stuff that is abstract. Not now it isn't because mm-hmm. we understand a program runs on a computer and it's something and that a user is you using the computer. But back then, that's completely abstract. 1982, if you don't know what a user or a program is, you... Normal people wouldn't, but... I mean, those terms were around but not, from, like, the 50s. Yeah, so. but not, like, somebody... You wouldn't. Like, not a moviegoer. Not even yeah. me, like a kid. I, I, I was interested, but, like, you know, back then, how do you find out about it? Like, a users and computers and stuff. You don't go on Google back then. You have to go and get a library book or something and... Oh, you, what, who does that? Nobody researches the movies, really, do they? Me, I do. Yeah. If there's something in a movie I don't quite understand or I want to I want to know more about the concept of right. I'll go and look the concept up and then go, Oh really? So it is based in that, you know. That's why I like extras I think, because sometimes they do explain. But yeah, back here I just think in put my mind back in eighty two and you know, I was just a kid, so to me it was just a, like I say, not a space adventure but a story of a cool thing I can get behind the hero and it, you know, it looks cool. When you said you have to take a leap, my only leap my vow, three leaps with both, and I'll mention them all now. One is, you're, t- you're creating a world that's in the computer, right? It's all programs and all that kind of stuff, and yet it's all totally based on our physics. Uh-huh. This is something I wasn't... Well, well, not. Well, it is. Everybody falls to the ground, you either fly up in the air, you... I mean, like, things float above mm. the ground, they crash into the ground, there's gravity, there's... People are people... Shaped like people, they have weird costumes on. I mean, they're not costumes to them, but I mean, maybe, it's all very Maybe when the computer human. was self-writing itself, it only thing it had to go off was the users at the other end of its, you know, the people. Maybe that's... I mean, that's the leap. Yeah. I'm yeah. Talking about well, I mean, maybe that, that is... That, and then to move into the second one, um, there's a lot of eyeliner in cyberspace, apparently. A lot. <laughs> It goes computer. with the lines, though, doesn't it? Yeah. The eyeliner? No. No, I mean everything being dark and light. No, it's just excessive makeup. Let's be honest. It's eyeliner that's floating around and smacking into every woman's eyes like a train wreck. I mean, whatever. And number two, three, number two of the second one, my biggest thing is the explanation is that he's been trapped in there for 20 years. It's cut off from everywhere else. Have it's we not, got to the second one now? I'm just saying my, my leap for this one. He's been blocked off from the world in there for 20 years, right? And yet he has copies of all these books. Like the text of all these books, Nietzsche and all this kind of stuff. They have no access to that. It's just from his brain. So that was a bit fishy to me. He has no access to an internet or anything like that. And yet he has like hundreds of books that are full of... 
and he has no reference for them. There's no one putting the data into this mainframe server. Did he have ebooks been... on huh? his on his personal system before he went in? It wasn't. I don't think so. I mean, was it in 1982? They didn't put books in there. That's not. That was just one of those things. Like, yeah. So, but other than that, I kind of just went with it. Or maybe you know? he was just a super intelligent man who remembered all that shit. Because he was supposed to be that super intelligent. That is a leap. <laughs> I mean, he was supposed to be super intelligent. That's the idea. Yeah, he didn't memorize all of Nietzsche. No, you couldn't have. No. That. Maybe, maybe it wasn't all of it. Maybe it was the bits. He, he was telling her the bits he, or showing her yeah, the bits. I don't know. That was just one of those things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this, so the first movie was our... Um, I loved it. I loved it this time. I think I would watch it again and again. Yeah, I find and I, it and compelling. I think if you've seen Tron Legacy recently and never experienced the original, um, experience it because it will. It actually makes the second movie make more sense. Oh, totally. I'm not saying the second movie doesn't make sense. I'm saying it puts it in perspective. Yes, there's a whole. It's like it's like watching The Empire Strikes Back and not seeing Star Wars. You know, mm, I disagree with that completely, but I know where you're coming from. No, I, I, I think it's... No, I think you can watch the new Tron movie and not need the first one if that's all you want is that sort of 3D and bright lights and blah, 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 and just for I don't think it'll make as much sense because there's, you've not got any attachment to um, Jeff Bridges. Right, but that doesn't fill in the story. That's just an attachment. Or Bruce Boxleitner. You're not got any hmm. attachment. Yeah, I think that's the only downfall of the second one is you do get Tron a lot, but you don't understand fully... Why Tron... It's even called Tron. Mm-mm. Except that you have to remove yourself a little bit, look at the whole concept and go. Tron is the idea that we have to police ourselves. We have to police the people who want to take over everything. And Tron was... To explain to the... Tron was the character Bruce Boxleitner plays in the first movie. Tron was a program he was writing for the company to secure the system down. And um, keep to check on every program that's running. Make everybody sure there's no haywire stuff. And then when Master Control program wants to take over, he doesn't want Tron checking in on him. And so and Bruce Boxleitner's um, avatar in the virtual place is is called Tron. Yeah, and he's devoted to protecting the users. Yeah, so he's as know. much of the hero as um, yeah. Jeff but Bridges in the second is. one, you just get the, the it gets one, lost a little bit. In the second one, he. He's Ironically. All, in the second one, he's almost like the um, Rocky's trainer. He's just like the wise guy. <laughs> I mean, he's the wise older guy who tells, Box like Naomi. tells you stuff. Yeah, Box yeah, Lightning. Yeah. In the second one. I mean, he's not like the super... I mean, kind of. But. Um, so, second one, Tron Legacy. Um, we went to see it theatrically in 3D. And today we saw it home theatrically. Because we do have a big screen, we just didn't watch it on. And everything in our house is flat, so we don't watch. Yeah, we watched it. um, We watched it on a big screen again, but um, in Blu-ray. Much better. I actually um, appreciated it a lot more, like not in 3D. Totally, absolutely. Um, You know, because obviously I've said this before in the cinema that those glasses they dim the picture down somewhat, and this movie's a bright. Exciting looking. Strangely bright. Because yeah. you have times when it's really dark, but those light lines are yeah. the whole thing. So you've got really big contrast everywhere. I thought it was way better. It looked, to it, me, just way better. Oh, you weren't distracted by the sort of... I mean, I'm not a big fan of the 3D thing anyway yet. It has to really super convince me. But 
it's so distracting. Like when you're watching a fight scene and then you're fully aware of the, oh, that's 3D. You're yeah. not absorbed in the thing itself. Your, your, your brain is going like, ooh, I'm supposed to be all shocked and awed by the 3D. It's not seamless. Like an avatar, and I'm not, I'm not singing its praises overly. I'm saying it was seamless a lot. Yeah. It just sort of was You kind there. of forgot about the 3D. It enhanced yeah, the moments you, it needed to, but yeah. it didn't, like, but in Tron and the 3D, I felt like it I was... I almost feel at this point that only James Cameron should, <laughs> should do 3D, because he seems to get it. And, ev- you know, the other people, and, you know, there's numerous 3D movies now, you know, Toy Story 3D and all, you know. I mean, I've only seen two 3D movies of the new generation of 3D, which would be Tron 3D and Avatar, but from what I gather, and a lot of people I know go and see a lot of the kids' movies in 3D, it doesn't really matter, you don't need to, and they say sometimes they'll choose to go and see it in 2D because it doesn't do anything extra, whereas Avatar, I felt like it did, it felt like a... I think if you'd seen Avatar without it, though, you wouldn't have thought it needed it. No, but it did add to it. I came away going, that was... But there again, I've watched Avatar on You came Blu-ray. away thinking, oh, that was awesome 3D. You didn't come yeah. away thinking Avatar was awesome because of 3D. No. Right. But I did think Avatar was awesome also. Because it, it was groundbreaking in a number of ways, excluding the 3D. Excluding, right? I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, it was the first movie that was actually filmed to really be in 3D. That was the thing. Now, they all are, kind of. Yeah, although, I have to say, overall... Me watching the original Tron the first time falling asleep and then the Tron Legacy in the theater with the 3D, I wasn't impressed at all. I was kind of like, oh, what's the big deal? I mean, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting and it had so many things I just wasn't piecing together and it didn't, I was like, what is the, it's like, I don't know, I I couldn't describe it. But now I'm completely turned around. I was enthralled. I was excited. We stopped, we got to the end of the first one. I'm like, I'll make a cup of tea. But in my mind, I'm like, I really want to get on with the next one. And then I was thinking to myself, I didn't love it the first time. How am I going to feel this time? And I really loved it. I mean, there are a few things I didn't love, but that's the way it goes. But I, I was um, totally into it. You know, one I really love uh, Tron Legacy. Um, I also on the theater. Um, and I'm a massive Tron fan, so I was so excited. I mean, for about two years, I kept saying to you, they're, they're making a new Tron, they're making a new Tron. Correct. Every wallpaper that came out, I had it on the computer, <laughs> every video I could see, you know, I've got wallpaper on my computer now. Um, I was, you know, I, I was excited. And as soon as it came out, I said, we got to go and see Tron. we got to go and see the new Tron. We went to see the new Tron, and uh, I come out going, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I like the dude. I don't know. I don't mean the dude as in the big Lebowski. <laughs> The dude, as in the, uh, the son of Tron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like him. I don't know if it was a bit too, like, being stylish and, you know. Uh, but then today when I watched it, and I see it back to back, I had more... I mean, there's parts in Tron that are literally in this movie, right? Like fan service. Mm-hmm. There's parts that make you give me goosebumps because it's got that Tron... Nostalgia. Yeah. When he f- opens up Flynn's Arcade at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's quite obviously fan service. The way it's lit, the whole thing. It gives me goosebumps. It's like, we're going back into the Tron world. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We're going in this arcade, and then we will be in the Tron machine. You know, like, we'll be inside the Tron. Um, but once the visuals kick in, th- these are mind-blowing visuals. I mean, it's they're as good as Avatar for me. It, this is like... It's 
it's so well done. You're convinced. I'm convinced yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it, it's... Except, you know what? The fake chick for Jeff Bridges. It makes yeah. me... It, dri- it drives me crazy. So that's the... I that's, just give it a pass. Um, I can't, though. That's the one thing I can't. It's like I'm on a high. I'm I at, think, I'm I at a 99% with the movie, and then boom, I'm at 42%. I'm like, what were they thinking? All they had to do was... But forget about... Fa- they do... Uh, if you've not seen it, they do a fake Jeff... Um, like a computer version of young Jeff Bridges. I'm not keen on it either. In fact, it actually doesn't bother me once you're inside the Tron world. But when he's actually at the beginning talking to his son, I hate that part. It's weird. I mean, I would have rather just ne- just seen the back of his head talking yep. to his son. Never ever saw him walk away or anything telling the story to his son. And that would have been enough for me. You didn't need to show him at all. Like You didn't ever need to see his face. And when he's inside Tron world, I can kind of... For me, it's like, okay, because Tron World's so unique looking and stuff, and, you know, yeah. real no, Jeff Bridges is there, and he's the right age, and there's, there's the younger Jeff Bridges, they just... Yeah, but no one else looks like that, so no. Nobody else I can't give like it a that, pass. Then, you could put all kinds of reasoning on it, like, because it's all about there programs and stuff, and... <laughs> Well, there, is. there are loads of other programs that are humans and they don't look like that. If they'd made 10 or 12 other people walking around looking like that... I mean, kind of obviously, that's a brand new technology. Maybe in 10 years' time, it, if they have done that... It when they showed the extras, yeah, the dots all over his yeah. face. I said, all they have to do is put a whole well, bunch more tiny dots. I mean, no, because to me, the, the downfall of it is it's the mouth. It's a very good The model, downfall though. is the mouth. Like he, the mouth moves like a weird, like a. Puppet. It's also there's un, there's some uncanny valley going on. It's just in everything. Like, yes, it moves, but it looks kind of plastic. Like, um, we see we see human faces so much. We've seen it in mm-hmm. video games. We we see human faces every day, all day. So if you show us one that isn't particular, hundred percent human, we kind of just instantly pick yeah, up yeah. on it, and it's hard for us to uh, not. Avatar, um, because they were creatures, it was, yeah, it was, it worked right. But humans, we just can't do it. Like we can't pick, it, we can't. I'm telling you, all they have to do is figure out how to do the inside of the lips and the inside. It's of a all very this good head flesh. model, though. I mean, it's it, when he smiles it, if from it the side. It doesn't say anything, even. If yeah, it, exactly. It's just looking. Or when you're from the side and he smiles yeah. and he does and the way he moves, the motion capture is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. But it's just that. That's but what I love about the visual on this on Tron, like because we just watched Tron Classic. And, um, you know, the visuals are very unique. And the guy said he wanted to bring... Wanted you to look at the screen and go, if this is Tron, but it, but this is Tron. And it's stunning. Like, from that very beginning part where he goes into the first game where they're doing the mm-hmm. discs of Tron. I've never seen anything like it. I can't... You know, like, you see special effects in movies all the time, don't you? And you go, wow, that's pretty cool, that's pretty cool. This is, like... It's very obviously Tron... It's a distinct, like, lighting, and they use a lot of plastics, like, see-through plastics. Mm-hmm. And, um, obviously, the the, uh, the trademark neon lights on the suit and stuff. It's insane. The camera work. I don't even know if it's a real ca- camera or what. <laughs> like, I don't know if... I can't tell which parts are CG, which parts are not. And then when we saw the extras, there's way more practical stuff yeah, yeah. than you might think, like... Actual things built. Their suits had lights built yeah, in them. Yeah, that wasn't added on CG, or animated. No. No. Um, so I was impressed with just the whole look of it. I mean, it's stunning. The, the vehicles. And I liked how they took like the original designs and just updated them slightly. But kept that guy's original design. You know, the t- the 
crafts with the legs on them and yeah. the, the bikes. The tanks were in there a little bit, but then some new things even, some new vehicles. Um, it's stunning, start to finish. It's it's It looks so good on Blu-ray as well. i, I got to say, it's my favourite this year, Blu-ray. It's just... It's like made for Blu-ray, right? It's just... It's like Avatar. It's one of those movies that's a groundbreaking... Spe- Why didn't it win Oscars for special effects or anything? It didn't, did it? Mm-mm. Um, no. I mean, jeez. It, to me, it's a a vision, like, you know? It's, <laughs> like, if I'd wanted... I don't know that they broke any ground. A lot of times well, that's what special effects awards are really for. Yeah, even Tron didn't win anything back then because right. the guy said that the Academy didn't really... They, they thought they were cheating by using computers. Right. So, But now, like, it's fair game, isn't it? Pixar win all the time, so... But yeah, the visual style of this movie is stunning. Um, I really like the story, also. I appreciated it better the second time around, too. I don't fully understand it still. Um... How, and I really... I, mean, I won't talk about the what the... Uh, the, you know, the the plan or whatever, but I didn't fully understand it. So I need to see it again or mull it over some more. I um, appreciate where it um, ends also, because yeah, I I see I'd enjoy... I will, will also enjoy another Tron movie, because I can see where it can go. Um, hopefully it does go where I think it will go, and they don't veer off, you know? But... Um, it's it's a great it's a great movie and even this time I didn't particularly like the guy this time I absolutely liked yeah, exactly. him the entire I was time totally I was like over. okay yeah I get him I get he fits I right. get why he is the son of this guy you know he's, he's got similar things but he's also different in in, in the like people are and it reminded you when you watched the original again what a show off little smart aleck. Yeah. Jeff Bridges' character really is. Yeah, he's a flash arrow. He's, he's the guy who stands in the arcade. He's really good at the games, and everybody... You and he's know, a smart-ass. Like, when he's trying to explain something to him, he's real condescending yeah. about, oh, come on. Like, he's, he's like this genius hacker guy. Nerd guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. N- you know... But a cool... Genius nerd guy. Yeah. Who people kind of... Ad- Rebellious. Admi- and- admire a lot and stuff. Because, yeah, I love that. When he's in the arcade playing the game, and they're all around him cheering... I remember that scenario from arcades in the 80s. I used to go to arcades in the 80s, and there were dudes who were really good at games, and there were people who'd stand around and cheer them on, like, you know? You, did you ever see that? You, I don't know if you hung around in arcades. I uh, did. We didn't have an arcade. Right, we had a lot of I lived in a town with 300 people, so arcade would have been not frequent. We had an arcade. Unless you put an arcade in the tavern. Right. <laughs> Which, there were video games in the tavern for people who brought their children with them while they sat in the bar and drank. But we had um, a little cafe um, very close to our where I lived, and the cafe was kind of like where youngsters would hang out, you know? And you could get a chip sandwich and St. Kenny Pie or whatever. British food. And in the corner, there was like six or seven arcade machines in a line. There was Pac-Man and, you know, probably Tron, because that was a big idea. Can you even imagine now? Going to a place and and having a big pile of quarters and standing there being uncomfortable and, and waiting and the lot. way it looks and think you know what I realized and this is really crazy this is something I don't know you've never mentioned it and you're kind of a germ dirt dust freak yeah so imagine the germs oh, know, in yeah. an arcade Do you know what nowadays I, if you built an arcade you'd have to have a little dispenser of um like wipes. antiseptic wipes and you know be like, to drive like at a gym now at every gym now you have these little dispensers and you're supposed to wipe off every machine you touch right you have to be rubbing the knobs well you used to drive me crazy about the arcade machines always in the cafe in the arcade or whatever is 
kids smoked mm. or adults smoked and they always put the cigarette down on the machine while they were playing and then their cigarette would burn out because they got into this instead of smoking and then there was always burn yeah, marks on disgusting. the cabinet always like and nicotine stains and I always used to think that was kind of I always used to think if I had that machine I would never do that said, this is awesome look at this thing you know like Aww. a Pac-Man machine or whatever um so yeah, um, Tron Legacy. Yeah, I've got a new appreciation for it as a. Me too. As a, after watching, I'll watch them back to back. I've never done it. Obviously, we didn't do it when we went. You know, we didn't watch Tron the night before we went to see Tron Legacy or anything. It's the way to do it. There's there's actual. You know, fun. it feels connected. Yeah, like, yeah, the I big agree. door. Yeah, that's a really big. The doors are s- smaller in the new one. No, it's big. Did it seem thin? They did it faster. Oh. You see, in the first one, it was like... Yeah, I like the slow 70s stuff. Really slow, like 10, yeah. 20 seconds. And then this one was like, Whoa, and then he's like, that's a big door. If you've, if you've not seen any of them. And then, what does he do? He goes through a very little door. Yeah. Uh, did does. you notice? <laughs> um, yeah, they throw the journey. So they throw a journey song into the new movie. Daft Punk do the soundtrack. I had to... The soundtrack the is... The sound is amazing. The music is... It's got this... The original has this weird... You're very aware. You're, like yeah, you're aware that it's like... The same orchestras and music men who are making music for, like, Mickey Mouse cartoons and other Disney movies because it's very... At the time, because it's very... And there's a couple of animated things, like the the grid the, spiders. Totally, yeah, that spider totally, was like a Fantasia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cartoony looking. Yeah. And then the music on top, it's mixed with, like, the 80s music. And, and, and a, like, chip tunes, like, bit, like, diddly-doo, diddly-doo. Yes, yeah. Like a computer. You know, one thing I missed from this one, no, the legacy... From the first one, there was, you could hear like they should have a, a somebody count and give them like a world record for the amount of footsteps that you hear in a movie. Right, you know, everywhere they went, you could hear their footprints every all yeah, the time. Yeah, in this one, you heard a few, but I actually really loved that. It was like one of the mo- It made me feel like they're you're in a very weird, desolate kind of clinical setting when they're inside. You heard every yeah, like they're walking on some kind of um floor that has a little bit of boom, 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 yeah boom. like a hollowish yeah 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 it was awesome and then this one you get a little bit of it but in uh, yeah like but daft punk soundtrack it's awesome because obviously daft punk are known for like house music but what they did here was they kind of reined in the house music and they went almost orchestral a lot of the time yeah yeah but then when they did need to kick in the beats for the action sequences they did but they kept the the tron theme like the the little ditty i felt like they took a lot of the original music even and just incorporated yeah that's what i think yeah yeah like almost like they're there (laughs) your wallpaper just turned into daft punk yeah uh, almost like a remix of the original tron but and then sometimes we're both just so excited about this yeah it's so exciting during the middle of the movie there was like um orchestral like sweeping music that they did daft punk so daft punk are multi-talented because that wasn't exact when i listened to the daft punk tron album which i've got I was expecting just a house record. Right, right. And when I started listening to it, I was like, this is not a house record. This is like a, like a theme to... You can you could do your life to this. Um, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a... It's orchestral. It's, it's kind of like Moby. With the, uh, like you could listen yeah, it's like while that. you're... Like, um, not like it, but you know what I mean. R- like sometimes it's orchestral. Sometimes it's dance music. Sometimes it's crazy electronic music that sounds like something not in this world. I feel yeah. like Daft Punk is, in our real life, in real life, is a representation of the concept, kind of, this, the idea of Tron, and not of Tron, 
himself. But I mean, the idea, one of the themes in the movie is everyone, there's always like this oppressive, the man, basically, right? The big corporation or the master program who wants to turn everybody into the same, into like a program who just does their thing, what they're yeah. supposed to do, never break out, never do what's unexpected of you, just get on with it, and then you will be deleted at some point, equals death, and that's it. This de-res, is what is, as they call it. Yeah, de-res. This yeah. is what is expected of you. And Daft Punk, to me, even though I've only just been introduced to them by you in the last year, they don't fit a mold of music, of, you know, the... I mean, that was where their helmets ride, and I'm, I feel I mean, like they've... I mean, they're established now, themselves up but they're different. You know, they're not... They're outside of what you... They're not a, you know, a Miley Cyrus or a... You know, I mean, they're not... Pa- well, maybe they are packaged, and I'm just delusional, but... No, uh, I've... They seem like they're outside... They did their own thing. They're French. And they became... It became something. Yeah. They didn't follow all the rules. And no. I feel like that's a... In this time, I'm thinking of it like... Because they're not in it much, but their music obviously oh, and, is all And yeah, if you're a Daft Punk fan, Daft Punk, the two DJs, are actually Daft physically Punk. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not just the music. Even though the entire soundtrack is them. Um, there isn't... It's all them. It's like uh, your friend Reznor got to do... Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and anything else on, on Tron Legacy, you think? I think it's just awesome. I really do find it. I don't. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody because I don't think everyone would love it. I really don't. It's not. It's a. It's if you're a, a geeky a, type um, into computers, I disagree. I think they I don't would mean. Snub it. I don't mean into computers. Just superfluously, you go on Facebook and stuff. I mean into computers, like the workings of computers, programming, any of those kind of details. Um, I think. Maybe you would watch this and go, oh, that was amazing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Do that. But then again, just throw that out the door and get that this is just a story. And yeah, but they won't. The and it does make involved. sense. I mean, it does. That it's interesting, like the Matrix is, you know. And and it like you know the Matrix, the concepts behind it. This has concepts behind it that in, were made in 1982. He was throwing concepts at you that were light years ahead of the time. Like, yeah, and a lot of the philosophy that he has, the the potential in all of us. You know, he even is the real direct the director of the original movie and then his son going with him to look at the archives and all that. And that son is saying I've looked at him and he's he was like almost my age I'm almost the age he was and like I haven't done anything like that. Am I I'm not living up to this thing and in the movie they address that where the son is kind of like a Yeah. And the idea I think he wanted to think is put in there is like everybody has such potential to make the world a better place. And without being preachy or, you know, it's not like cultish or anything. I'm just saying like it's a very hopeful movie. And the Lebowski guy, they're not, he's not Tron. He's, what's his name? The dude. He's not the dude. <laughs> what's his name? The dad, whatever. Flynn. Flynn is that guy. He's a little bit hippie. He's a little bit. You know, and I think I even I even knocked him for that the first time that he was a little bit too weird and laid back. But I didn't see I didn't pay attention to the first one very close. But now I get That's it. exactly what he is. Um, and a lot of people have criticized original Trump for being like an anti-computer movie. Um, and it's I guess that was just like a lot of people who like in those days would say were paranoid about computers taking over the world and stuff. I don't think it's an anti-computer movie at all. No, no. Uh, in fact, when you watch Tron Legacy, if you watch Tron Classic and think, 
this is an anti-computer movie. When after you've finished watching Tron Legacy, I don't think you'll think the same thing. I don't think I don't see why anyone would think that. At a all. lot of people have said that over the years that it was a it's a very anti-technology, anti-computer. Movie. Oh, absolutely not. I think it no, I celebrates the potential and that points out or highlights how it can go wrong because of greed or because of power. You know that. And uh, locking down this kind of potential of the technology is is what it's against because it wants it to open up to the world. Let yeah. everybody have the opportunity to have this un- endless amount of information and knowledge and jump in the river with everybody else and go along for the ride kind of thing. You know, and we have like things like nowadays, like World of Warcraft and Second Life and all that kind of stuff, where people do spend major parts of their lives inside a virtual thing. Mm-hmm. They might be sat in a chair, physically, but they're not physically here. They're doing that, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like my friend, Jamin. <laughs> if you're listening. He plays World of Warcraft a lot. Possibly all his waking hours. Not just on one computer. Um, he goes out... Um, I literally have very... I used to speak to him every day before he talked to World of Warcraft. Now it can be six months be- in between me speaking to him. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. he, can, he spends a lot of time in a virtual world, looking at a screen. There's people he knows in there. But he's in there, isn't he? He's not out here. He's in there. The only yeah, thing- I think it's the same It's the same for anything, though. I mean, it's easy to do that if you're... You know, I have a sister who loves Pogo and playing her games in it. She doesn't do every waking moment. But it's the same thing. It could be a Facebook thing or a Twitter thing or a... News. I mean, there are people who will sit and just want to absorb every bit of... They'll read constant, you know. Yeah, yeah. But is that the thing about Flynn, you know? He is so consumed by his research and wanting to... He wants to be in it. He's Yeah, that eventually he just slips out of the real world. Like my friend Jammin, you know what No, no, because your friend Jammin is... is um, He's using something that's already been created. Flynn wants everyone to jump in there and create them for themselves. So yeah, there's, there's metaphors and stuff going around though in here, mm-hmm. like like Neo in the Matrix and stuff. You know, it's 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 you can think of them all in different layers, and it's an interesting, strangely deep movie if you're watching yeah, from yeah. the beginning. So uh, let's move on to the cast. We got Jeff Bridges who plays Clue slash Kevin Flynn. Um, Aside from the virtual uh, Jeff Bridges, I like him a lot in the first one. And I like him a lot in the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, when I went to see it theatrically, I, it kind of was annoying me. Me too. I was the... totally turned off. And this time, yeah. it just all melted away. That's why I say... Uh, were it... we in a really... Were we really tired or in a bad mood? Well, I just thought it fit. It's a, it, when you see them both together, it makes you understand it more. Because totally. you literally see an actor, even... Who's thirty years older? Yeah, doing his job in a in a different way, but kind of the same. It's it's interesting to see you, you know an actor playing the same character thirty years apart. You don't see it a lot, you know. And you know he he takes you know he's the boyish kind of um, like you say like he's like a hurricane in the first one, yeah. but then he's mellowed out in the second one. But you can still tell it's the same. He's a guy. little beaten down by time and. Isolation. His work and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, Jeff Bridges, everybody knows him, the dude. He's, he's in this movie. Uh, I've got, also got David Warner down as Ed Dillinger, uh, Sark and MCP mm-hmm. in the first one. He's a British actor. I just wanted to throw him out there because he's, fr- he's from Manchester. He's a big part of the first one. Yeah, he, he really is, yeah. 
He's, a, he's I know him because he's always on. If he's on TV or anything, the Manchester newspapers throw him up on the front page. Oh, he's, he's, he's in this, he's in that. He's been in a lot of stuff. Character actor. You'll have seen him. Is he dead? No. I wonder why they didn't bring him back for this one. I don't know. I really don't know. He's good in the. He's. I like that Sark character because mm-hmm. he's. He's kind of. He's relentless and he's un, un, uncompromising. He's relentless and he's also um, a like sl- sniveling kind of. Yeah. Because the the big guy is really in control, right? Yeah, so he, yeah. He's, he's just kind of a henchman, right? And I really like that, because it, it parallels, because he's this guy in the office chair, he's this guy, yeah, that's and right. he's this big guy as well, like, who's... All being controlled by the master yeah, control yeah. program. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to throw him in there. Uh, Cindy Morgan from the first movie. She plays um, Laura slash Laurie in the Tron world. Um, she's like the, the chick from the first one. Um... She developed a laser. I think that's a pretty big yeah, deal. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she's like a scientist. Um, she also, um, when we say we haven't seen her, she's been in. She was in Falcon Crest, the TV show. That <laughs> was like twenty five years ago. Yeah, she's well. not been anything much recently. When I look down the list, but, but she's not. She hasn't passed away. No. <laughs> then why isn't she in it? That's what I think. Like maybe she's still living on the residuals from the original trial. <laughs> I don't think they did that. Then. <laughs> Um, Bruce Boxleitner plays uh, Tron, Alan Bradley slash Tron, in both movies. Um, you know, he's Tron, isn't he? I mean, uh, he plays uh, he plays Alan Bradley in both movies. Um, exactly. It can't, it's not Tron without him. And he's even in the new animated series, his voice, so I'm excited about that too. It's going to be an animated series. Um, he's great. You like? I mean, not... You don't really know him from anything else but Tron. I don't. Oh, yeah, loads. You. He's on loads of TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Scarecrow um, and Mrs. King. But as a British uh, kid, I never really saw him. Saw him in Tron. That was about it. But, yeah, that was on our TV. I never watched it, though. Um, Garrett Headland plays Sam Flynn. Um, the son. Yeah, the second. son, who I didn't really like, and now I do. I think he's actually perfect for this role. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I, something something that grew on me. Um, he's right. He's right for it, isn't he? You know, he's about the right age. I think he's exactly the right age. He's twenty seven. That's what I said. Though. He's not like, not like they didn't pick like some. I don't know how old the actor is, but mm. they didn't pick like a young teenager and say try and palm him off as like twenty five or whatever. But yeah, I, I liked him. He was really good. Um, the action sequence that he has to do in this are... Because um, I thought a lot of it was CG bodies and stuff, but it didn't seem like it was. No. Nope. I'm sure he had a body double for some of that athletics that he did. But um, Yeah, I really like him. Um, and Olivia Wilde plays Cora. 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 Um, she's uh, from the TV series House. I really like her. I like the naive of her. The naivety of her. Because she's an ISO in the um I don't even know what that means. So I didn't get that completely. That's one of the parts I don't get. Well, but. she's not she's the only one, isn't she? She's um I know, but what does that mean? She, they say she they created them out of nothing. They just happen. I don't know what that means. I don't have no idea. It's like if I go into my computer are there just rogue little programs that have been created by Windows mingling with my That was USB that's the idea of it. Uh, I know video. that doesn't work in real life, but that's the idea of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't get it at all. But anyway, so she's kind of she only knows what she knows kind of thing. She was created in the computer. Yeah. So she's never seen the outside world or know of it, even though... She, she knows can, of it completely. She can read about them, but yeah. she never experienced things like the sun, which is one of the things that's touched on in the film. So I really liked her. I thought mm-hmm. it's a good character, and I 
would like to see more of her in the next one, if you know what I mean. Uh, Daft Punk play the mask DJs. <laughs> um, they don't speak, they just look yeah. at you. Um, and I didn't write down the guy, you don't, you didn't, Ma- Ma- Michael Sheen. Right. I guess I didn't like him. I mean, you didn't like the part, right? No. I, I, I did. I thought it was um, at the right part in the movie. Um, kind of this crazy guy who's like totally over the top. I thought it was right for that part. I mean, I thought it was that character would be like that. You know, you you know those kind of characters. No, I disagree. The nightclub scene. The, you know. I just felt like it top. was like uh, I don't had no impact on me. I like him a lot, but I just felt like it was too much in contrast to everybody else's, um, you know, you had nobody else. You had no super bad villain program. You had no super vampy chick that were, I mean, the girls were made to look sexy, but they weren't all vampy. And there was no no characters of anyone, like caricatures, except for him. Right, right. And now, Maybe that's the, that was the idea, that there, there are some people there who are programs mm-hmm. or whatever you know odd um individual let's say um but I, I know I liked him I thought it was fine I, I'm, he's fine yeah. it's also an uncredited um, performance by Killian Murphy but it's like <laughs> like I feel that it's, I feel that it's an uncredited performance by Killian Murphy because Killian Murphy is going to be a big part of Tron 3 because if you think about the character he's playing it's kind of obvious that he would be a combatant of some kind right but like he's just in there as a right. remember this guy because he he's actually it seems like he'd be pivotal right because he's the son of Dillinger from the first movie and why wouldn't he be um, a pivotal guy because Dillinger was the badass really right um, so uh, this is directed by um, the original Tron directed by Steven Lisberger who didn't really direct much more apart from Tron to be honest um, but he he is going to be consulting and directing on the animated series Tron Uprising um, and then Tron Legacy is directed by Joseph Koniski and he hasn't really directed much either but he will be directing Tron Uprising and Tron 3 apparently which is actually unannounced Tron 3 but I think it's going to come out if you get what I'm saying Yeah, I mean, you don't what I mean it. is it's not officially announced but he's talked about it a lot that director so Let's just say it probably is going to happen. Um, so, yeah, both different, very different directors, but I think the original guy had a lot of input on this new movie because he was in a lot of the extras, wasn't yeah. he? And he was on the set. We saw him on the set and stuff. I think they wanted to just try and keep the flavour the same, didn't they? Don't go too far away from what it really is supposed to be. And I think they succeeded in that. Totally. Because they took all of today's technology, made it look stunning, but kept the... The dude. <laughs> kind of. Um, so, extras on this uh, five-disc set. The, by the way, the Blu-ray 3D that you get, uh, you have to have a Blu-ray. It says, to watch the Blu-ray 3D movie, all you need is a full HD 3D TV, compatible 3D glasses, a Blu-ray player or a PlayStation 3, and a high-speed 1.4 HDMI cable. So you only need those four things. So, And we, unfortunately only have two of those things so we the disc we have the we have the cable and the PlayStation 3 <laughs> we have the disc oh yeah. we also have the disc alright so this is the five disc set and it's the two movie collection so the Tron leg the um, 
Tron, original Tron Blu-ray. It's the first time it's been on Blu-ray. I must say, it looks good, better than the DVD did. But there's some scenes that are not up to Blu-ray quality, and I think that's I think it's the best it will look on Blu-ray. I just think it's how it looks, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. There's some wavy lines and stuff sometimes, but I just think that's how it looks. That's probably how it looks in the theaters. That's I mean, and yes, it, there's a lot of detail in it. Oh, lot that that laser original. room is like yeah, amazing. yeah, and close up on people's faces and stuff. It looks high def. I'm just saying some of the special effects kind of look fuzzy and stuff but I think it just look I think it's just how they are I don't I think it's just gonna look like that so yes it's the and it's got 7.1 surround sound um, which is pretty good for an old movie it's not good yeah so um, extras on that disc uh, Disney put out um, Tron original Tron on DVD um, a couple of years ago or a few years ago and all the extras from those discs are ported over here in standard definition, and it's over five hours of extras. So if you already own that disc, then... Congratulations, you get another copy. You've got them again, but the, it, very interesting. Five hours worth of, you know, behind the scenes on the original Tron. And then there's also a couple of new things on that disc that have only been released on this Blu-ray. One of them being um, the director. Well, it's like a introspective, really, isn't mm-hmm. it? On... Uh, all different people like looking back on how the original was made and kind of talking briefly about the new one. But then there's a second feature which I really liked, where the director took his son mm-hmm. to Disney's vault and they took everything that they had in the vault. And Disney keep extensive vault everything, so he, they took stuff out of the vault which was like old film cells and negatives and pictures of behind the scenes stuff, and he showed his son them and. Um, that was kind of an interesting thing because, yeah. like you say, that thread of the father and son like carries through the whole totally. movie, right? So this is the real father and son, the creator of this movie. Um, so yeah, that's how everything there is on the Tron original. Now, there's the Tron 3D disc and then there's the Tron Blu-ray 2D feature film. That old-fashioned 2D, which is what <laughs> we watched. Um, so this features quite a few extras. Do we have to say it's 2D, do you reckon? Well, it says it here, Tron no, Legacy no, 3D and Tron Legacy 2D. Just Tron Legacy. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so this features, uh, the first thing is, the next day, Flynn lives revealed. So what? what is that? Um, I didn't fully understand that either. I mean, I get it that it's just sort of a... I can't see why you wouldn't understand that. No, I mean, I understand it, but it's kind of like a mock documentary-ish type of a thing. Highlighting a mock, like, in the... In that world, where Flynn really did disappear, that there was a movement happening of people all these 20 years trying to... Figure out where he... Like, find, like highlight him being missing, and they, he didn't go forget forgetting, and there are hackers involved, and there are people doing protests and stuff, and then you get to find out who's behind it, and that's it, really. I didn't really find it. has a really cool... If you're a Tron fan, there's a cool... The, the end... 30 seconds to a minute, maybe. Um, you'll see some of the original actors yeah. actually doing a scene um, that's quite interesting, you know? I, I think if you're a Trump fan, you'll love it, to be honest. When you're saying, oh, I don't really... Well, you don't know that. I don't know. I'm a Trump fan, and I... I right. Was, it was almost like, oh, my God, this is... Like, all the fake news footage and stuff was all right. I was like, oh, well, this is cool, because this is what's been happening. But that end part, I really liked, where Box Lightner appears and he 
one of the old characters yeah. he speaks to. I like that part. Uh, so yeah, it's like a bridge kind of thing, isn't it? I didn't, mean, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the purpose of it. That's all. Uh, like an epilogue slash prologue. It's like both at the same time, isn't it? Exactly. Um, you're a... Uh, uh, so, um, are you pointing at the bread? Am I supposed to be eating more bread? All right. So also on here, um, something that we haven't seen because it's not active yet, but I can tell you what it is, <laughs> is um, Disney's second screen for Tron Legacy. So basically what it is, is you can have your laptop or your iPad in front of you, load up the app, which you get from DisneySecondScreen.com, or Disney.com slash second screen, actually. Um, and it syncs with the movie as you're watching it, and you can see concept art, uh, facts about the movie. It's basically a pop-up video, like they used to do on Blu-ray. Like picture-in-picture, but not. Picture it's in picture, on your laptop But instead. it's on your laptop, so you have to focus your attention on two different, completely two different... It's very weird to me, but hey, it's the future. When people say they watch movies and do their laptop yeah. at the same time... No. I mean, yeah, if I'm watching Groundhog Day, maybe, because I've seen it like 150 times, or if I'm watching The Wizard of Oz, or some old... Christmas classic that I watch every single year, you know, something like that. But when you're watching a movie for the first time, and you're laptopping or on your iPhone at the same time, you're just a dick. I'd actually, I'd actually rather. <laughs> I mean, that the interesting be thing is, like, they assume everybody has an iPad or assume everybody has a laptop, and then don't open this feature up to anybody yeah. else. Like, like, okay, l- let's say I don't have either of those things. Can I just have it like we used to have, like a picture in picture? Can I just at least have the choice? But no, I have to go and get an iPad or a laptop. Right. I mean, yes, I do have a laptop, but it's highly unlikely I'm going to drag my laptop up when I'm watching a movie. I'm not going to sit at my computer and sit with my laptop in front of my computer, watching the Blu-ray on my computer, and then the laptop. It's not going to work either, is it? (laughs) I don't know. It's a weird thing, but um, the picture-in-picture is fine. Just keep doing it that way. I don't know. But it's the Or don't do any of that. Just give us extras. I guess they just want to... No more... No more... Picture in picture, anything, just extras. Does Disney want to sell iPads? We looked at an iPad yesterday. I have to admit, it's kind of a cute, neat little gadget. Well, it does distinctly say iPad. I I despise Apple stuff. I would never buy it. Well, the iPad though, it's kind of cool looking, but I don't see a purpose for me to have it. It doesn't do enough for me. The only so, purpose for them, in my opinion, is if, if you're really into the Apple Store and stuff, and you you know like all the apps and everything. Oh, I disagree because you. The way it works and the way it looks would be awesome to take with you to do things like read your mail and stuff when you don't want to pack a big laptop and you don't want to look at a stupid little phone. It's the medium thing there. I think that's usually purposeful. Yeah, not for me because I've always got like a laptop or a... Um, I mean, tablets are the new thing, right? But I, if I was going to buy a tablet, I'd probably... If I ever got one, I don't really have any interest in them. I would probably get the Windows tablet, to be honest. Like, because... Um, I just don't like that. I'm not talking about because it's the iPad that it's cool. I mean, the thing itself. So I don't give a shit who made it. It's just a cool gadget. Right. <laughs> I personally think it's... You're just anti-Apple, so... Yeah. I, I feel... I, I, I don't, I'm not really into tablets. Oh, and Microsoft, they're just that little underdog company. I wouldn't... I, I, well, I wasn't <laughs> saying I'd buy the app. No, what I'm saying is you have PC. You have PC everything. You yeah. have Windows and Microsoft. You have three Xboxes. So it's not like you're supporting a company that's like, oh, yeah, we're going to rah, rah, rah for Microsoft. Poor yeah. little things. But I hate Apple. I just don't... No, I don't <laughs> hate Apple. I just don't like their um, interface or anything. I, I think you just to... said I hate Apple products. No, I just don't like their. Um, I don't like OS ten. I've tried it on my laptop. I 
You don't like the cult factor either. I really don't like that no, either. No. And, I, and like, even though Microsoft's the biggest one, there's not really a cult factor because most people don't like them. Right? Even though they use the stuff. That I disagree. Them. I think the people who bitch about them aren't people, normal people. Anyway, that's uh, off, off topic. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to... There's a first look at Tron Uprising, the Disney 3D animated series, which I'm excited to see. I can't wait for the series. I think it's coming next year, though. Um... And this is just a trailer for the series, right? I mean, it gives you a good idea what it's going to look like. Features Elijah Wood as one of the voices and Bruce Boxleitner. Did you think it looked like something you would like to see? It looks good. I'm not sure that I'm interested in the whole in it all. It's the it looks um, good. Just like I don't care about Clone Wars, the Star Wars cartoon. It's and the stuff. story between Tron and Tron Legacy. It fills in the middle. Tron Uprising. So it's about this Flynn Lives campaign, etc. Um, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I like Clone Wars too. Yeah, no. Um, music video, D-Rezzed, written and performed by Daft Punk. So if you like Daft Punk, there's a music video in 1080p. Uh, launching the Legacy, uncover how the writers and filmmakers created the amazing story. It's pretty good, that. It was a good... All of the featurettes, to be honest are really well presented and mm-hmm. they've got behind the scenes interviews with everybody they don't like leave people out yeah um well and you don't get the original no well you do if you watch the original all the five hours of it oh right right yeah, it's full of interviews with everybody um and then there's disc raws which is the comic comic con like they went to comic con and they got the crowd of the Comic-Con conference to record them yelling, and then they put them in the movie, in the games. That's good. Yeah. So that's why it's called Disc Wars. Um, And that's it. Um, So what it's missing for me is commentary. Hmm. Um, um, Yes, there's a commentary on the original Tron, but there's no commentary on Legacy. Um... Which it would have been right it's for It's becoming it. out of fashion to do a commentary. Have you noticed? A lot of the ones we've done lately don't I have. think it's like, we're not doing a commentary, we'll do this second screen thing because it's cooler or whatever. <laughs> and I know that doesn't, second screen isn't a commentary. It's uh, concept art and uh, facts that pop up and stuff on your second device. But that's not a commentary in my opinion. Sometimes I just want to listen to a commentary and just hear the director speak. You know? I think you're in the very tiniest of minority. No one else I know even knows they exist or thinks they're stupid or would never sit and watch a movie while somebody was talking over it. Nobody. I think there's a lot... I think film buff types. If it's a film... See, I don't want to listen to a commentary for every movie either. Yeah, yeah. If it's a film I really like, like um, Scott Pilgrim. I sat and listened to all three commentaries, like, <laughs> that week. I just played... I, I wasn't even watching the movie. I'd minimised the movie. I was just listening to the commentary. And, you know, you get a lot of insight. It's, they're quite funny sometimes, like Edgar Wright on the yeah. on that one. It's it's quite funny. It's like listening to, like, a Kevin Smith podcast or whatever, because it's, you know, sometimes they go completely off topic, like, and, and it's just about something else. It's, it's kind of interesting. But, yeah, um, this one, you know, this is a new film. They could have got together and made a commentary, even if it was the stars of the movie or whatever. But no, there isn't one, unfortunately. And I don't foresee, like, some special edition, because this is about as special as you can get. Five discs, right? You know? Um, so, if you want a commentary on the Neutron, unfortunately, you're not going to get one. So, um, that's conclusion on this movie. I recommend this set highly. Um, I could do without the 3D version of the movie yeah, in the totally. box. Um, just because I don't have a 3D setup. But, um, 
you know, you can. I don't have to buy this one. There's the one below it that doesn't have the 3D movie. But um, I think it's a nice set because bundling two mo- the two movies together was genius. Rather than how making, much is it? Um, I've seen it for forty four ninety nine. That too much. Which is both but movies. Both movies. Yeah. yeah if I you think. buy them separate, they're twenty five each. So it's just a little bit less. Oh no! If you buy them separate, they're twenty five each. Plus, then you would have to buy the 3D one as well, which would be another 25 So, yeah, it's cheaper. Still too much, but... Well, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I think it's pretty reasonable, because it's supposed to retail at about 80 But Amazon, I've seen doing it for 44 99 if you get it this week. So, you know, if you want the whole... There's one that's higher than this one, and that's the one that comes in the Tron light-up disc. It's the same discs, but you get, like, a thing to sit on your shelf that lights like up. Like, we have an ape head yeah. for Planet of the Apes. But that's full of a whole lot more stuff. Yeah, I, I was interested in the Tron disc to sit on your shelf that lights up, but then I, when I looked at an unboxing of it on new, um, YouTube, it doesn't light up. It only lights up when you press the button, and it's only for a couple of seconds. Right. So I couldn't sit it there and have it permanently lit up like a lamp, which would be kind of cool, you know, like, but, so, you know, you have to go and press it. Yeah. I want one that yeah. is always blue. You know what I'd really like? Like a model light cycle that lit up. That'd be cool. From my table. They weren't lit up, though. Remember from the original, they're pretty matte. Yeah, I just mean the new one. You know, right. the neon lights on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, highly recommended. I'm in love with Tron movies. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a bit biased. That makes your wife feel good. I'm a bit biased, so uh, what about you? I don't think... I wouldn't buy it myself. I would say to somebody, for a great... Like, a weekend afternoon, daytime. Well, not just an afternoon. Just like we've done today, all day Saturday. It's great for that. Sunday. Rent it. Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yesterday was Saturday. Uh, we spent the whole day doing Yesterday you else. thought it was Sunday. I did. Today you think it's Saturday. Um, I wouldn't buy it, just because I'm not in love with it. I could watch Tron again. But I feel like fifty dollars is too much. I mean, give me a break. I mean, if they sold them for twenty bucks, that'd be fine. But you can get the DVD for fourteen if you want together. No, that's what I'm saying. Get both movies for twenty bucks. I think that's reasonable. But um, and there are a lot of people I wouldn't recommend it to just because I just think it would be they would think it's boring. Actually, the first one, even the second one. But I have a handful of people who will. Oh, I. Oh, Normally wouldn't like that kind of stuff. I think my mother would actually really like that. I have to in say, in a weird way. I also have to say, it's a fantastic Blu-ray. It really is. Like my favorite for this year. You know, when I say at the end of the year, which is my favorite transfer, etc. This is my favorite so far. It's just, I'm not talking about the original. Trend, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the new one. It's light years above other ones I've seen this year. I, I mean, think if I thought somebody could un- really get their mind into the concepts and everything, then I would recommend it to more people. But I think a lot of people just wouldn't be that interested. The people that I know. So next week's uh, Blu-ray review, which is really weird because it's not on there anymore. I did put it on there, but it's gone. Oh, it's just right there. Oh, okay. Uh, next week's <laughs> Blu-ray uh, is Black, uh, Darren Aronofsky's Black Swan on Blu-ray. So we will be reviewing that one next week. And movie, re- movie recommendations, always say that wrong, don't know why. Um, movie recommendations. Uh, first for me is the Matrix trilogy. Just because I was thinking of a unique film that is cohesive as a trilogy. You know, like, like it's good to see them all. So I know some people don't like the second one. I like it. I just see it as one big movie, but it's also kind of mind-blowing. Mm. The Matrix, whereas also Tron is, if you think about it deeply. 
Um, and my second one was Blade Runner, because it was a movie that came out the same year as the original Tron. And it's also a, absolutely ahead of its totally. time, groundbreaking movie. Totally. I mean, for that year, 1982, I would have said Blade Runner and Tron. What the hell was going on? There was, like, people from the future in that... I mean, the, something yeah, yeah. happened that year where some visionaries took over for the for the summer, you know? <laughs> Temporarily. So, yeah, those are my two recommendations. And mine are... Now, these are going to sound kind of funny. But one of them is Gung Ho. Which is a Michael, I don't even know what that is. Michael Keaton comedy from, like, the 80s, I think. Maybe early 90s. And it's a total comedy. Maybe. Where yes. his local car factory that he's, like, the manager of or, some, or works at gets taken over by a Japanese corporation. And then the culture clash of the Japanese thing. Oh, I've thing, heard of that, yeah. Taking them over. And then the threat of everybody being fired and the layoffs and all that kind of stuff. And them having to assimilate and all that. It's just because it has a very 80s, kind of early 90s vibe to me. In a completely different world, of a different realm or whatever. But I was thinking about it this week and thinking it was also a little bit deeper than you give it credit for. I'm going to tag on there Mr. Mom, because that's Michael Keaton reminds me of it. And I also watched it. I mean, I thought about it. It's very relevant to now. Like the cycle of people losing their jobs and, you know, stress in the money and all that kind of stuff. So You know what I think of when I think of Michael Keaton? Pacific Heights. And you know why? Because <laughs> he was Hayes. called Mr. Hayes, yeah? Yeah, very nice. And, so and my other one is Office Space. Because... The cubicles in this one reminded you of it. Not just the cubicles, the, cu- the concept. There's cubicles in the original trunk. The concept. There is the man above you being all. Being crushed. And you all are... No, the man's not being crushed. No, you're being crushed yes. by the man. You're being held to a certain cookie cutter image photocopy if you will if you want to modernize that term and you are to stick to that and you are to be that and that is it you do not break out of that and it's also a comedy totally different realm of movie making and everything and except somehow that concept screws into my head and they match up so. all right so um that's that for this week uh, games and a schooly stuff i said i would talk about it last week i got the nintendo 3ds this week I am highly enjoying it. Uh, what do you think of the 3DS uh, console? Um, it was fun when you took pictures of us and merged them together. That was very funny. Um, you saw the you saw the AR games, which are the old yes, yeah, where you put the thing on the augmented table. Augmented reality. Right. Uh, explaining to these people, augmented reality is like you put a little card on the table. You look at it through the DS, and then a little creature comes up or a box or something, and you can see it on your desk, on your table. Yeah. Like living, and doing its thing. Move around it you move it. around it in 3D, and it's there. It's you shoot at and do stuff. It is fun. I'm gonna say now, I don't care about the 3D. Not even a little. I don't. I know that might crush your little heart. That's I, fine. I, I have to. Actually I don't get yours. My opinion. Right. It doesn't do anything for me at all. Well, I have to actually say it looks awesome. I was yeah. Um, the th- the 3D, and you not you don't play the kind of games no. that I play. Um, I didn't know what to expect from the 3D. I thought it might be kind of like crappy or like it might be alright and I might be something I just go oh it's okay and turn it off uh, I've been playing Ridge Racer this week a lot with the 3D on and the 3D really is deep I mean it, it almost makes the screen seem bigger than it is because you've got more of a depth perception obviously the depth is quite deep if you turn the slider to the top so when you're playing Ridge Racer um, you can in a normal 2D game this is where it benefits games when you're a car and you're driving down the road and there's another car and you need to overtake it, 
Now, in racing games, the road is usually fairly narrow to make it more of a challenge, so you have to overtake, maybe not hit the car. Well, you can actually see how far the car is in front of you, because you can see the depth. So you... When you start to drift around the corner, you can see exactly how far you are away from the other cars. Now, when it's in 2D, and I have tried this, played it in 2D, you don't see any of that, so you clip cars a lot. So it actually adds to the gameplay because you've got this extra dimension. And i got to say, the 3D is really good. Um, I have to show you this because you've not seen it yet, so I'll show it you later. But the, in Pilot Wings, which is one of the other games I've got, you unlock these dioramas. Which are like, you know, a diorama. Like a, one of them's a little model plane. Like a world in a shoebox? Yeah. I'll, yeah I'll, <laughs> you make I'll, your little world in a box. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a, play, like a stage of a play. That's yeah. what a diorama is to me. And, no, like and what this one is, these little dioramas, what you unlock are like... The first one I unlocked was the pilot wings plane on a little wooden base uh, flying. Right? And you can zoom in on it. You can zoom out of it. You can spin it around. You know, it's just, just for fun, really. If you zoom right in on it and then turn it around, the tail of the plane literally pokes, I would say, three inches out of the screen. It's the best... Like, there's a lot of inwards 3D on the 3DS. You, you, when you, yeah. you know, it looks... There's a lot of Avatar, I would say Avatar 3D, where it makes, the, makes it look deeper. Well, this, the actual pl- tail of the plane pokes the other way out like it's going to hit you in the nose so if you're playing it like this it feels like it's right there I think it also has to do with eyes because I look at the world that way I see depth I've drawn my whole life and so I'm always looking at depth and the trickery of depth and perception of if I'm drawing this street and I have to I have to be fully aware of how to create the illusion of depth so when I look at the street and it looks deep to me, it's an automatic... I just see it. And when you look at that, you're like, oh my god, look how awesome that is. I look at it and it, it just looks like it should look. Well, you know, you know, it was really funny this week. I had this um, weird side effect from it. You know, the first day or so, I was playing. I was playing Ridge Racer. I had it on full 3D. It doesn't give me an headache, by the way. Nothing. I can, I've played it for hours. And people have said, oh, I get an headache. I can't do it. Nothing on this. Maybe it's because I'm close enough. You know, because it's closer or whatever. Like... When, you, when people watch big movies and they say they get headaches mm-hmm. and they're wearing those glasses and stuff. Well, you're not here. You're just looking at it. And it's fairly close to you. And I don't have my glasses on when I'm playing because it's close up. So um, I don't get a headache. But I have this... This is an interesting phenomenon that happened to me this week. And it's really weird. I felt like I, something was wrong with my head. <laughs> but I, I played it for a couple of hours. And then I turned it off and I went and did some stuff. I came back in here. I looked at my monitor... And it was in 3D. No <laughs> shit. Like, it, it was like there was depth to that monitor. I don't know what it was. And it happened, it lasted about 20 minutes. I was like, trying to focus, trying to unfocus. I was like, that looks like the 3DS. I can, it's, I can see layers. You see the depth, right. Right. I can see layers. And that is, that's a flat monitor, right? There is no depth there. It's windows on the screen, right? Right, but that's the funny thing. But you look s- at that and you think it looks flat. To me, it looked like there's a bike in the back and there's windows away up front. That's just the way well, I this, see. Well, this was... Um, it happened and then it goes away. Right. Now, I did it again, like Wednesday, played a bit. I, w- I went to bed and I was watching a bit of Howard Stern on the TV. That kind of looked 3D. I was like... It, something in your brain, maybe, because you look at it for a while. Mm. And you get those layers. Something in your brain must kind of not trigger off properly. Because when you're watching something else and you can see it. And it's not, and it's not just me. Because I, I, I felt like this is really weird. 
went on some forums. There's a lot of people saying, <laughs> what? Somebody said, one person's description was, Nintendo thrown us in a free bonus. Like, if you play the 3DS a little bit, everything's in 3D. <laughs> everything you look at, every screen, you know, so it's not just me. It's a funny thing. Will that damage our eyesight? Will we have kids walking around like all dizzy and shit and epileptic? Who knows? <laughs> but um, I really like the system. It's a really nice... Um, it's a big improvement over the DS um, op- uh, operating system-wise. It's got... You can add friends. You can send friends messages. You can update it through firmwares. There was no updating on the DS, if you remember. It was just what you got was what you... There was no... In- well, yeah, there was internet, but it didn't do anything. Um... It's really... I like the colour of the system. Some mm-hmm. people say they hate it. It's like a metallic green. Teal. Yeah, it's really... Um, the top screen's bigger than a normal... It's a wide screen on the top and a normal size DS screen on the bottom. Obviously, only the top one's 3D, the bottom one's not. The bottom one's usually reserved for, like, the map or not gameplay stuff, generally. Um, Takes good pictures. Yeah, it's got... And if you're outside in the bright light. It's got a 3D camera... Um, you can take 3D pictures, or just normal pictures. You can, uh, uh, not yet, but eventually, in a firmware update, you're going to be able to take video, also 3D video, so you'll be able to record your friends. Um, comes with an SD card in the side, for f- it just comes with in the box, it's a 2 gigabyte one. That's nice. Um, that's where you save your games and stuff. Um, it also comes with crazy stuff, like like if you have a Wii, and they have Miis, where you make your own Mii, where you can make your own Mii, um, and you can use that. Like, when I play Pilot Wings, I'm playing as mine. Right. Um, so it's more like a Wii, because it has motion controls, too. You know, it's um, got gyroscope in it, so some games, not the ones I've been playing so far, but, well, actually those AR games use the motion, don't yeah. they? You have to tip it and look. And, but um, it's a great little system. I think... That it will be a massive seller for Nintendo, but what isn't like? Correct. You know? So, um, it also comes, uh, interestingly enough, with a um, battery charger uh, dock, mm-hmm. which is the first time for a Nintendo console, but that's because the battery life isn't very good. And I, I will um, confirm that the battery life isn't very good. Uh, I've played a game this week, fully charged... But let's say you can this power saving settings. You can make the screen dimmer and stuff. But I was like, nah, I'll play it on full. I'd rather play it on full brightness and enjoy it. You get about three hours if you play it on full brightness. To me, that isn't bad because I don't play a handheld for more than three hours. I generally play it for an hour and put it down. So when I put it down, I'll just put it on the charger. But if you go out on long journeys, yeah, exactly, on a train for five hours or on a plane for eight hours right don't expect to be able to use it all the time you know right right i mean you can dim it down and it will probably last five hours they say and it is backwards compatible with all ds games and dsi games apparently the ds games it lasts seven to eight hours because they don't use all the 3d stuff and that right so but um i i highly recommend it oh if you turn the 3d off if you turn the 3d off on a 3ds game it doesn't the battery life does not change in the slightest (laughs) which is really odd yeah. I, I, well, it's still doing its thing. You've just it's still doing because yeah, I didn't mention earlier the games are actually more horsepower to them. I mean, it's got a better processor and everything than a DS. It, it, most DS games were kind of flat, kind of um, old sixteen-bit looking games, right? This is all full three D. You saw Pilot Wings. It's like mm-hmm. a Wii game. I mean, it's, the graphics are standard of a Wii or a PSP. Probably a PSP because um, Street Fighter looks like the home version, you know. Um, 
so yeah, battery life kind of kind of sucky. Price kind of expensive, two hundred and fifty dollars. It is. I think that might be a bit expensive, don't you? Yes. Um. You know what I'm going to say to that. And the other negative I have is it's kind of unfinished, and that's kind of annoying because there's there's about three or four items in the menus that when you click them, it says. Uh, sorry, this feature will be available in a future update. Now, don't put that on the menu. If mm. Put it on the menu when it arrives, if you get what I'm right, saying. Because yeah. it's got internet browser. So I clicked it and thought, oh, I'll see what my web page looks like. This will be available in a future update. eShop, buy, buy the latest 3DS titles. Press it. This will be available in a future update. You know, they're, they're, they're not small things either. They're big features, right? So, I don't know. Maybe that... All I think about that is maybe... Nintendo weren't ready, but like you know, like they have these fiscal quarters and all that crap to make money. Maybe they wanted to put it out to get into a certain quarter, but then finish it later. So there's only room to grow, though. I reckon um, by Christmas there'll be all kinds of games, um, and it'll all be finished. Also, the launch lineup of games. I got three of them, but there was sixteen of them or something, and. Three of them were worth buying. Right. Really. I mean, it was a lot of crap. Like, I'm talking crap. Like, games from 15 years ago that they just added 3D to. To me, that's not that's not $40 game. You know what I mean? Like, Rayman. It's a game that everybody played 15 years ago or whatever, 10 years ago. But it's the same, the same game, but they've made it in 3D. To me, that's not worth the money. I want new experiences, you know, on a console. Unless it's some beloved game. So, um, yeah, that's 3DS. To uh, someone, Rayman is beloved. Yeah, not me. <laughs> so, uh, 3DS, uh, recommended... I'll talk about it a bit more next week, because uh, I've not actually played Street Fighter and um, Ridge Racer enough to really say much about the games. Um, I've also been playing some Crisis 2 multiplayer on the PC this week. What I want to say about that is, uh, hackers who, like, cheat on the PC, F you, because <laughs> it ruins the game, like. So there's a lot of cheaters... And the multiplayer. Um, it's rife with cheaters. Nearly every game you can go into. How some... come they can allow it, but Call of Duty doesn't? Because Call of Duty on the PC is also rife with cheaters. It's the PC in general. Because oh, yeah. it's such an open system. Whereas the 360 is locked down. You have to yeah. have a, you know... The PC is just full of dickheads. Like It's full of... <laughs> Well, obviously, we just watched Tron. It's very clear yeah. that the piece, the computer is full of tickets. It's people who hack games, try and like find the advantages. You know, I saw somebody killing me who wasn't even looking at me from a kill cam. Like it, he was like looking the opposite way and getting a headshot on me. So I, I thought, well, that's not. I wonder what that is. Was that just a? I went and looked it up, and no, there's programs out there that you can run that allow you to get instant kills for nothing. So the people who are doing that are spoiling it for the people who are not, right? I don't want to do that because what's the point? I want to yeah, play yeah. the game, right? But they're kind of ruining it. So hopefully Crytek patch the game and kill all the cheaters because I don't mean kill them all. I mean right, stop, that cheat, stop the cheat happening. Like, like patch the cheat out of the game because trouble is though, they'll patch the cheat out of the game and they'll find a different way of doing it, won't they? So PC gaming... While it's cool in some ways, it's also shitty because people cheat. Um, and then the other game I played this week is Need for Speed Shift 2. Can't really talk tons about it because I only played about an hour of it. All I'll say is it's an improvement on Shift 1. But me personally, 
If I'm going to play serious racing game, I'll play Gran Turismo with my wheel. I like the need for Speed Series to be arcadey. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. they should stay arcadey with it because I don't think you can compete with Gran Turismo on Forza. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. So I would stick to the. And there's a little bit of news in the grapevine this week that Criterion, who make Burnout, they're making a new Burnout. Yeah. And it's called Burnout Crash. Yeah. And it's all the crash mode. That's all I want. I mean, there's no racing. I'll crash. crash. I'll crash all day long. And, and racing, didn't we no. say this like three years ago? Yeah. Why don't they just make a crash one? That's what I said. Just well, give this, me crashing. Well, this Burnout Crash could be the answer to our prayers there. And don't mix racing and crashing. And there's don't no tell racing. me that it's I have crashing. to race drive against anybody else. Just tell me, give me a setup and a place to go and let me try to crash 500 times in a row and do the most damage. And that's what this is. <laughs> so, um, Men, if you want your wives to be included in your little racing game, get... That. That's one of the only games you ever really sat and played with me start to finish. For a long period of time. Yeah. You start, we finished the crash mode together. Like we just, I yeah. did one, you did one, I did it until we got to the end of it. it was really, I can't remember which one it was. It was like Burnout it 3. It wasn't the first one, yeah. Yeah, 3 maybe. Revenge. I think it was called Burnout Revenge. It was no, the one, one of where, them you had, to, you had to drive too far to get to the crashes. I didn't like that. But. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's like my this. Be ready, and it says do as much damage as you can by driving into this intersection, or crashing off this bridge, or drive off this cliff, and then. Just and it's really it. fun just crashing and getting points for everything. And the weird hit. thing is, you can actually, to some degree, affect the outcome. You can't always. But. No, but you do have aftertouch on your car. You can move the car while it's crashing. That, that's the thing. So you can kind of drift it into objects. Um, so yeah, that's my stuff for this week. What have you got? What's for dinner? Excuse me. (laughs) I'm yawning. Too much bread. You're not boring me. No, no. I'm just perking up still after being up for seven or eight hours. Well, today, I have to say, I've got the worst headache I've had for a long time. And it's still there. It's feel like somebody's And your wife is very sympathetic. And she said, if you're not going to take a pill for it, don't complain about it. I don't like to take pills. And I don't like to hear complaining. I didn't complain. I just said it once. No. You told me yesterday and today. Which means you've had it for two days, but you still won't do anything about it. No. What's for dinner, did you say? Uh, some pasta, beans, pasta and beans kind of stirred up together with squash, butternut squash, sweet potato, and so I have a broccoli, cauliflower, carrot mix that we're going to have on the side. So a nice vegetable dinner. Yes. And where did we go yesterday? And yesterday we went to Hannibal, Missouri. I said on Twitter, we went to Hannibal yesterday, but I couldn't see uh, Mr. T or Faceman anywhere. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's funny. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Hannibal. I'm talking about the 18. Not the hometown of Mark Twain, but the place where he was and wrote some stuff about, which I think that would make him famous. And you say to me, before we went there, what is this Hannibal place again? It's the place of the Mark Twain thing, right? What did he write again? So I'm telling you, you're either undereducated in the world, (laughs) out there in the world, about our beloved Mark Twain, or you just weren't paying attention. I asked you a question about him and you couldn't answer it. When we was walking around Hannibal... What did he write? No, I asked you a question about it. And you said, I don't know. You I, was did, like, did I was expecting some education. Wa- <laughs> walk around here. I don't remember. I don't ask any more questions. I don't know any more than you do, to <laughs> be honest. I mean, I know some stuff, but it's peripheral. It was so, I mean, it's kind of like osmosis. You soak it up in Missouri when you live here. But um, it was lovely. We were taking my... Could you stop shaking your leg? <laughs> we used our GPS. We did. The GPS you bought me for Christmas. The TomTom. Tom. We were taking my sister's that. computer to her. 
After a fiasco of having shipped it to her and it not being working, she shipped it back, we fixed it, and we decided we're going to meet halfway between where she lives and we live and deliver it in hand, by hand. So we went there. We were a couple hours early. We used the GPS. It told us it was going to take three hours, and it took us about an hour, <laughs> two hours. An hour and 45 minutes, maybe? <laughs> yes. Um, and it was really lovely. The weather was absolutely perfect for driving. It's not hot. It wasn't cold. It was super and sunny. And we never looked at a road sign. We just looked, used not the GPS. Not at all. No. I didn't, That's funny. It was very weird because we just listened. And it was like we could have taken one path where it would have been very easy to go straight up one highway, take a right, and turn and go the rest of the way. And it would have added some miles, but that would have been how I would have done it in the past because I don't like to look for road signs. I don't like to have to sort out, oh my God, do I take this exit? Where You know, it's still distracting. It takes that away, doesn't it? We totally enjoyed just chatting, um, looking at the, at the scenery, which there's not a lot of it because it's very flat in that part of the state. <laughs> like, super flat. Like, you can see, you almost don't think you're, I don't, like, there's no end there's no. no hill anywhere. It just goes on and on and on. And uh, we got there. We went into... First, we had to pee. We get there. We're going into the... I think Too it's called the Mark Twain Diner. Dinette. No, it was... Yeah, no. no. Yeah, oh, we walked yes, in was, there. Yeah, the and Because they had this big, giant, crappy-looking cup spinning on a big sign post. So we're like, we we'll go in there. You, you was kind of emphatic. You stopped the car and you goes, we have to go there. Well, yes, yeah, the Mark Twain Dinette. Yeah. And we're like, we want a small think- diner or something. So we go in, we step right inside the door, and the smell of smoke hit me. But I was looking around like, do they have a smoking section or not a smoking section? All we really want to do is have a pee, have a cup of coffee, maybe get a, you know, some something because we hadn't eaten yet or anything. And we just kind of decided very quickly to get out of there. And then we drove around a little and we parked and we walked to Anna Rose's, I think it was called. Something like that. Cafe kind of place. I don't think you were extra fond of it, but it was just this cute little full of antique looking stuff and kind of a small... Uh, I ordered some plantain chips, which you di- instantly disliked. We had some coffee and some water and a very nice waitress who liked my shoes. She didn't like. She did when we asked, "Is there any vegetarian stuff?" She is. She looked at us. I like, said, "Yeah." I said, hmm. "No." I said, "Do you have any vegetarian sandwiches?" She goes, "Well, there used to be, but there isn't anymore." <laughs> and then it wasn't even like she could put make in her mind ah. how to make anything on the menu vegetarian at all. No, she was just like, like "Sorry." I'm going. Well, this this sandwich sounds really good to you. I'm like, it's got mushrooms and onions and like some cheese and stuff on there. And like to her, I'm thinking she could have gone down the menu yeah. and go, "Oh, well, you know what? You well, if we take the vegetable, ham. if we take the ham off of this one and make." Maybe we'll add, you know, we can throw some, like, onions and tomatoes or something. She had none of that. It was, no. like, blank. <laughs> so, we didn't stay there very long. I took a lot of pictures. We walked up some crazy stairs to a lighthouse. Yes, we did. Not quite, even all the way to the lighthouse. It was quite steep. It was, but that was good. It was exhilarating and got me some exercise. My, my thighs kind of hurt today from it, but it was a really nice day. We got the computer delivered, um, chatted a bit. And then we were going to stop in a town nearby where we like to go have oh, that was Indian the funny food. Part. <laughs> we were, in my mind, in fact, that was sort of the objective of the whole trip. If, if you hadn't gone with me, that still would have been on my agenda. Take the computer and stop for Indian food. So we go, we get into town. Uh, in fact, we've been saving ourselves all day, not correct. eating. That's why I only got the plantain so chips. So it was like, we won't eat much. Right. So we were hungry as hell. Exactly. We get there, we're sitting in the, we got a parking spot right in front, and it's a busy street, and you never get a parking spot. And I'm like, oh, cool. And we're sitting there, 
it was 20 minutes before they opened. We sat there for 15 minutes. And then I saw a piece of paper stuck on their window. And I said, and you're like, do you want me to go read that? So you go read it and you were laughing on the way back. And you're like, they're on vacation. For two weeks. <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> so we've been sitting there. We've been waiting all day. Yeah. And then sitting in the car. It was such car. a letdown. <laughs> it was all. So we went to Jimmy John's and got a sandwich. And then we almost instantly we oh, came so home. We watched something. I don't even barely EastEnders. remember. Yeah, we did. And both then we both, I fell asleep. You was watching some show, Top Chef. and then Yeah, I fell asleep before the end of that. And we were both in bed by, what, 9 o'clock, 9.30? Yeah, it was crazy. But it was, I mean, I don't know about you, but I thought it was a really nice day. Yeah, it was fun. Really lovely. I'm glad you went with me. Anything else? Because we're really getting on the long side. No, I'm done. We're going, we're going really Meaning long. of life. Dad, have a nice day with your spouse and or partner. Spouse, that's such a weird word. You are a spouse. I am a spouse. I'm not a spout. I'm a spouse. All right. So, uh, yeah, an, an hour and 35 minutes. we got to go. i got the you squash can, in the Well, room. you know that we like this. We like the movie because we talked a lot. Correct. But there again, there was two movies. So, um, all right. I want to remind you about the website, sidtar.com, ascully.com. Notice that I did yours first there. Thank you. Uh, you can also catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. You can catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the RSS feed on the aschoolie.com. Just click on the word podcast or iTunes Music Store. Email any feedback to me, aschoolie, And I want to say um, stay classy, Bruce Boxleitner. Hope you're in the third Tron movie. Hmm. I- I'm sure you will be the way it's, you know. Um, so, yeah, stay classy, Bruce Boxleitner. And I'm going to say think for yourself because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. And I'm going to leave you with some Daft Punk. <laughs>